Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Studio Seller. We are here with Neil DeConte, president of DeConte Figures and Collectibles. Studio Seller. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? We got Neil DeConte in the studio, and we're going to be talking about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah! <laughs> Open season. What's going on, Neil? It's been a long time. I know. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're uh, just living the dream down here in yes. the studio cellar. Jimmy yes. always loves speaking for me. He I asks do. how we're doing, and he says, oh, we're great. Oh, we love living <laughs> down here. <laughs> living down here? <laughs> we live down here, if yeah, anyone didn't know. We don't, we don't actually leave this room. <laughs> Every once in a while, we're like, should we leave the room and you know get somebody to come in here? <laughs> um, so, so what's new? What's going on? Well, um... With uh, DeConte figures and collectibles, we uh, have the Leslie Vernon stuff out, and we're just getting ready to launch our Kane Hodder figure. I actually have the Leslie Vernon uh, signed mm. action figure hanging on the wall in there. I don't there know if you, you saw it. Yeah, I, uh, I also have one of those as well hanging on my wall in there my house. <laughs> there you go. Uh, great movie. So um, so you're president of DeConte figures and collectibles. Describe to us what that is. What is it, DeConte? DeConte Figures and Collectibles is a new toy company based in Rhode Island. Uh, we've been around for a couple of years now. Uh, and we're trying to do more obscure horror music type figures. Uh, right now we're concentrating on the horror stuff. And, uh, you know, with the Leslie Vernon being out, that's that's one that, not many people thought they'd ever see. So I agree. I agree. As a fan of that movie, uh, Behind the Mask, mm. in which uh, Leslie Vernon is the killer in. I actually right. still have not seen that movie. You haven't even seen you it? Gotta see it. <laughs> it's so good. I know. It's really good. It's on my list. I, I was really upset because when I first watched the movie, it was a blind buy, right? So we had no idea what to expect. Just no. threw it in and watched it, and it was. I mean, I had a similar idea for a movie at the time, so I was like, oh, you know, we'll do this, we'll do this. Like, my friends and I, we talked about it, and then all of a sudden we see that, and we're like, god damn it. <laughs> and I wanted to be mad. I wanted to be mad at this movie, and I couldn't, because they, they did it too right. It was so too good, good to be mad so at. So good. They did such a great job with it. They really did. So what led you to kind of, out of all the movies, kind of go towards that one? It, it kind of fell on my lap. Um... Nathan Basil, who plays Leslie Vernon in Behind the Mask, he actually saw some of my work on Facebook. Oh. And he contacted me and says, would you be interested in doing a Leslie Vernon figure? Wow. So awesome. that completely freaked me out because before then, I saw Leslie Vernon, I saw Behind the Mask in the movie theater when it was oh, a nice. limited release up in Lincoln Mall. And, you know, 10 minutes in, I was like, holy shit, this is great. This is <laughs> so good. Such a different take on this. So to have him contact me after the fact, I was like, wow, this is great, you know? So that's that's how that came about. Um, ever since the Leslie, we've had a, a slew of directors and companies and whatever contact us about doing stuff. But we're we're kind of stepping back a little and picking and choosing what we want to do. So uh, that's that's how the Kane Hodder came out, um, came up, I should say. 
Uh, that's that's something that I've had an idea of doing for a long time now, where it's that's part of our cinematic heroes line. So it's basically just the actor, director, special effects artist, just as themselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody's done that before. Yeah, and you you um you have a pretty good relationship with Kane Hodder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've known him for a long time. How did you uh, how did you meet meet up with him? I met Kane at Spooky World. <laughs> Excellent. Do they still do Spooky World? They do, but it's completely different. Uh, you know, it's up in New Hampshire now. Oh, I really? Think. Yeah. We used to be at... Uh, right at Fox Pro Stadium. Fox Pro Stadium. Well, yeah. before that, it was in Mass. I believe it was Massachusetts. It started at a small farmhouse oh. Oh. that they did. That's that's when it was great. You know, that's that, that was like classic spooky world when it went to foxborough i think for the old timers it kind of lost something when it went to foxborough ah see i was i was young when it went to foxborough and when i when i used to go i I used to go to meet all the pro wrestlers that would come through spooky world like i met i met my own version of kane at uh i met the 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 big red machine at spooky world and like the hardy boys and and no no spike dudley or something but yeah, no, Spooky World's cool. Yeah. So you meet Kane Hodder at Spooky World, mm-hmm. and and it's just he was doing a ton of cl- conventions at the time. I was doing a ton of conventions at the time, and you know we kept crossing paths, and you know we bust each other's ass. Now you know it's yeah. it's one of those relationships, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but. Um, when I decided to start the Cinematic Heroes line, and it's like, okay, that's our idea. Who are we going to do first? And the first thing that came to mind was Kane. You yeah. Know, he's, got, he's got such a loyal fan base. And I, I, my heart always goes out to the guys that are behind the scenes. You know, uh, Kane up until, you know, what, a couple of years ago, he's never been seen on camera. You know, mm-hmm. he's always been the guy behind the mask or, you know, and that's that's what I get. You know, the the guys that bust their ass to do these movies that you yeah. never really so, see that. So much. for those who don't know who Kane Hunter is, I know we all know, but. Right. Oh, yeah. Kind right. Of. Uh, Kane, Kane was uh, Jason Voorhees in four of the Friday the 13th movies. He was uh, Victor Crowley in all three movies. Victor yeah. Crowley from Hatchet. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just assume <laughs> everybody yeah. knows who Victor Crowley is. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know. I understand. Um, I actually saw that movie. Well, yeah, the, the first one. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw the first two. I don't know if I saw three. Yeah. I've oh. seen I've seen first one I loved. Second one I got about halfway through, and I still haven't watched it all yet. Oh, uh, <laughs> all I remember is the Newberry comic shirt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but that that just stood out to me. Right. Oh yeah. Right. No, that that was a nice little uh, nice little touch there. I think the because uh, the director Adam Green, you from this uh, area? I'm from yeah. Mass. Yeah, he's from Boston area. Yeah, yep. yeah. So that that was a nice little uh, Massachusetts touch. Yep. I like that. Yep. So you seem to kind of focus on uh, horror a lot. What, what kind of got you into horror, and you know, oh, just God. why horror? Take uh, us back to memory lane. Yeah. You know. Um, I'd say in my Mid to late 20s, I was getting back into model building. I was doing a lot of model building, and I was drawn to the figure stuff that was out at the time, the old Horizon model kits, Screaming model kits. They were all horror-based. 
And I used to <clears throat> build those and compete all over the, the oh, country cool. with that stuff. And uh, I did well with it. You know, I, I did a lot of first place and people's choice and stuff like that. So that's, that's how I got into it. Um, one of the last figures I built, I think I used, uh, it was that pit witch that I did. Uh, Tom yeah. my, my, may have seen it. I think it. you showed that to me, yeah. yeah. And it started out as a model kit. I think I paid 150 bucks for the model kit, and the only thing I used out of it was the hands, the feet, and the head yeah. from the upper jaw up. Mm -hmm. Everything else was resculpted and uh, T-shirt material for the tunic and all of that stuff. And it's like, why even bother building kits, you know, just start sculpting my own stuff. And that's how that came about. And that's kind of how the Conte figures and collectibles kind of came to be, just through that passion? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just, I mean, when did it become like, oh, I'm going to do this as a, you know, as a business? Well, the, the first company I had was Horror Idols, and that was probably, God, I'd say six, eight years ago now. And we were doing uh, limited edition pre-painted figurines, one quarter scale. So they were average 16 to 18 inches tall. And they were all um, urethane cast, huge figures, took a lot of time to do. Oh, yeah. you know? um, and got a high dollar amount for them. Those, those were averaging between 1600 and $1,800 a piece, signed by the actors. And we worked stuff in from... Uh, the movie locations or something from the movie for each one and you know that that was that was the first incarnation of what we wanted to do it's just it was so labor intensive and so much time had to go into it it wasn't it wasn't a good profit maker mm -hmm. so that's when i decided to go with a a the smaller mass-produced stuff and try to keep it at our level. And that's how Deconti Figures came about. So can you walk us through the process of kind of like concept to finish packaged sure. figure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would like to know kind of like how, like, you know, you go to the store, you go to wherever, and you see the action figure. Right. It's like how, you know, how does it come to be? Right, right. I mean, well, I mean, even with... Um, Kane, like even getting all the details and everything, like how do you go about kind of, yep. yep. I guess mapping it, right, maybe? right. With um, there's there's two avenues you can take. You can go traditional sculpting. That's how we did the Leslie Vernon. So that was sculpted in wax, and we make our molds off of that. Make our castings off of that. Those castings go out to China. And they take the, those and make the molds from them. And we also send a paint sample along so they know what it's going to look like. The uh, cane was digitally sculpted. So that was sculpted on the computer and output on a 3T printer. So with that one, we've got the digital files done. Uh, one of the guys that I use all the time, he, he did the digital sculpt. We I'll put it on the 3D printer, and then we went into the process of making the molds and the tooling hard copy, which is what they make the molds from over in China, and uh, the paint master. Um, but before all of that starts, 
we have to go ahead and get all the reference material for what we're going to do. And it's not that easy sometimes. So Leslie was the worst one just because a lot of that was done from screen. So we did a lot of screen captures off the DVD, worked from that. Um, Scott Glossman was kind enough. Uh, he sent me photographs of the farming jeans and the shirt that we used in the movie. He sent me the mask, the stunt mask that was used. So we had that for reference. So a lot of that stuff used for reference just with photographs and everything. And, you know, we worked from that. Same thing with Kane. What we did with that was we did a photo shoot with Kane, had him set how he wanted to be positioned, and we just went through and did 360-degree photographs and mm -hmm. close-ups, and we worked from that. Now, you did the – did you like when you say we, who is, who is we in all, in all of this? Now, did you do a lot of this stuff by hand, like when you did Leslie's stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah. The, the Leslie I sculpted by hand and wax, and then um, – for the, like I said, for the Kane Hodder, mm -hmm. I have a digital sculptor that I use, uh, Justin Beats. Bits. Sorry if I'm pronouncing the <laughs> name wrong, but Justin. Uh, he did the uh, the Kane figure, and he's going to be doing our next one also. So he's he's kind of like my go-to guy. Kid's fabulous. Nice. Yeah. Who, who's the next one? Uh, the next one we have signed for the Cinematic Heroes line is uh, Mr. Tom Savini. Ah, so, excellent. So, yeah, when you said special effects, yep, guys, yep. that's, uh, that's yep. for them, right? Yep. You know, and uh, Sex Machine from Dust Till Dawn. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, another he, – he's a great guy. I, I've known Tom for a few years now, too. So, uh, you know uh, – He's he's always cool with me and you know always ahead at the conventions it seems. Same thing with Kane. You know? Yeah. It's it's funny when you see Kane at a convention because there's always a line for Kane. Always. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh you've seen oh, it. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. And I bust Kane's ass all the time. I go up to him and it's like how? You know? <laughs> it's like there's no freaking way. You know, you you have lines all the time at these conventions. There's no way you have this many fans, you know. I always bust his ass like that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. That's good. So as, as as far as like uh like legal pep preparations and stuff, what what kind of process do you have to go through that like so you know you want to make uh, a cane hotter figure yeah. like what kind of legal stuff do you have to go through? Yeah, yeah. Or even with the Leslie Vernon, you know, with you know, movie, with yeah. the rights and everything. And, yeah, that's – Kane was a lot easier than – Because it was just him. Leslie right. was, yeah. right. Yeah. Because you're not just working with – with Leslie, you're not just working with the movie studio. I, I believe you're going to do it, you're going to do it the right way. And you get the actor involved also. Mm -hmm. You know, so many of these – companies out there that do these figures, if you talk to the actors or actresses that are involved in these figures or the movies, they have no input, nothing from these figures. Nothing. And when, ever since day one with Horror Idols, it was always about the actors. So I always make sure the actors were on board with final approval and mm -hmm. approval of everything as we go forward. What 
what we end up doing is we'll, we'll end up doing a um, written agreement, written, written contract. I won't get into too, too much detail, but they get they get a percentage of everything that we get. Mm-hmm. And uh, like with Leslie, it was the, the movie company and it was Nathan, where if it was the toy companies, it would be probably half of what I gave to the movie company. And both the movie company and Nathan got the same percentage. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, you know, again, these guys pour their heart and souls in the making these characters, creatures, whatever, come to life. I feel they need to be represented also. <clears throat> so, and then with Kane, it was just a matter of, well, with Kane, you know, yeah. it could have been a handshake, no big deal. <laughs> but it's, you know, we get everything on paper. So it's a signed contract before we do anything. And then they have approval. They get a, um, approval on the sculpt and the paint master before we go into production. Without that, we don't move. So they they have to approve everything as we go along. That's good. And you said that's not typical of, of other of other nope. companies. That's now is that something you personally believe in to do? Like yes. you know, make sure everyone's on board. And oh yeah, yeah. Like you, I said, yeah, you yeah. want to make sure you're yeah they're happy. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I I could totally relate. You know, I mean, would would you, wouldn't you be pissed if somebody made an action figure of you and your neared wasn't you know the way you wanted it? I would be very upset if the <laughs> neared was improperly reflected. <laughs> the best story I have was it was from um oh. Help me out. Uh, Wishmaster. Oh, jeez. I don't know. We. Oh, Andrew. Andrew Divoff. I believe. He's the actor that played Wishmaster. I want to say uh, McFarlane released the Wishmaster figure as one of their horror line figures. Mm-hmm. He had no input in that. What what he'll do is if somebody approaches him to have one autographed, he says, I won't autograph that, but if you want, I'll trade you two 8x10s autographed for that figure. Really? Oh, yeah. he's just trying to collect them all and yep. throw he, them in a burning barrel? <laughs> he, he has cases of those. Oh, so a lot of people... Trey, they're like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because he had no input. He doesn't receive a penny from those. Oh, that's Nothing. terrible. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't care if it's just movie rights or not. That to me that's not right. Yeah. So take care of them. That's how I look at it. Agreed. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, there are a lot of people in the even you know, the music industry, the movie industry, mm-hmm. and obviously the, you know, the figure industry of just Trying to make a buck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, so you, you kind of make your rounds around the, the horror conventions. I know I, I met you at the Monster Mania. I think it was in, oh, down, yeah. down in yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Tom, Jersey. Tom called me. I was like, hey, you want to go to New Jersey this weekend? I was That's like, right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, it's where we did the, the Kane Hunter. Kane Hunter. Yeah. 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 We got some, uh, we got some good stuff that day. That was great. Thought, yeah, that, that was, was great. That was a good awesome. time. He was he was so good with that interview. Oh, Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. But I mean, so is that something you're continuing to do? I mean, I've with this year, I've kind of stepped back. 
from the conventions, I haven't done any this year. It's just, it's been ridiculous for me. It's been so busy. I just haven't had time. Um, it, it, I believe I'm going to Rock and Shock this year. It's one of those conventions I have not missed one yet. Mm. This will be the 11th convention. So it's one that I want to go to and, again, promote the, the cane coming out and, you know, get everybody on board with that. So it's a good vehicle for that. Yeah, maybe Tom will invite me this year. He, You know, he never does. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's welcome to rock and shock. Yeah, yeah. Yep. we used to we used to crash. We I think we spent the night once. Um, Where? I think it was a hotel up the street. Oh, yeah. not in the back of the car. No, no, not in the back <laughs> of the car. Not this time. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's just a, it's a really good day trip. You know, it's a go great out rock show. And shock. Great, it's great show. Yeah, you no, can go. I, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of good stuff to get there. When it, when is it usually? Like mid October. Like I want to say second. So or right third on my weekend. birthday, you can invite mm. me for my birthday. How does that there sound? Go, That's too. a good idea. Yeah, good idea. Know. Nope. You can, you can oh. make me a rock and shock cake. I can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can sing to me. <laughs> Is that what you want for your birthday? You guys are a lot closer than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom and I are going on like 15 years now. Really? Yeah. 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 We're, we're approaching wow. 15 years, and uh, just so you know, when we were in New Jersey, we shared a bed. Yeah. And you know it was hilarious. <laughs> it is a bromance. Yeah. Tom and I shared a bed, and we went to sleep in the same position and woke up in the same position. I think we were both we were two. We had, like, the body pillow in the middle of the bed. Like, all right, you stay on your side, I'll stay on mine. Although it was a really comfortable bed. I'll give it that. I, I slept. I don't think I woke up at all that night. <laughs> it, was, it was good. So what are the next steps with the cane figure? Well, with the cane figure, we're, we're just getting it off the ground here. It's It's been a slow start. It, it was supposed to come out last year, and you know, just getting the ball rolling, it's been nuts. So what we want to do is we want to make sure we have the sales for the cane figure before we go into production. So mm-hmm. what we want to do is we want to do a, uh, a crowdfunding for it. So we're basically going to do an Indiegogo, yeah, crowdfunding for it. That those way, are, those are good. That way, we will know that the fan base is there for them, and mm-hmm. I think it is. But I want to make sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's like it 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 will be the easiest and quickest way to get the ball rolling on it. So, it seems like uh, the best thing to do for us at this time. Yeah, just roll with the Indiegogo. I know crowd yeah. uh, crowdsourcing some funding for stuff has worked for a lot of people. I know. Yeah. I know yeah. it's personally worked. You know, it's interesting that you're talking about you know crowdfunding. I actually stumbled across a YouTube video today while I was at work, not working, mm. and <laughs> looking at YouTube at work. It I'll was say. like. It was like the top ten, wor- <laughs> top ten worst Kickstarter. Uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. <clears throat> yeah, th- well, see, a Kickstarter can make or break. Break. Like, well, the, the video of it can make or break your your actual funding. Yep. Well, some of it, there was one guy who wanted to. He was like, some rapper, and he was gonna rap about like Jesus and everything. And he's like, I'm gonna tell you the truth. You know, just you, you kick. Fund my Kickstarter. He wanted ten dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, the guy who was like, you know, narrating thing was like, he couldn't just ask his friend for like ten dollars. You know, why did he make a Kickstarter for ten dollars? 
<laughs> I know why, because he's a sneak. He's yeah. trying to hit the minimum, so he definitely gets it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But there was there were some doozies on there. There was um actually I know actually so this is this is uh, interesting that uh, Melissa Joan Hart started a Kickstarter had a nice video made, very high quality video made, so she could start uh, some I think some television series or some some movie she wanted to make did not get funded. Really, Melissa Joan Hart did not get funded on Kickstarter. That's crazy. Wow. Right? And I mean, that's Clarissa. That's Clarissa. That's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, that's. Wow. She relied on our generation to help her. <laughs> and we and failed. We failed. <laughs> we failed her. And I feel bad because it's not like, you know, I like I love her or anything, but, you know, well, I'm like, yeah. She'd she obviously sorry. didn't promote it enough because I, I didn't know gonna about it. I was going to say, you didn't know about it, right? No. I no. mean, I, maybe I'd I found throw out a after dollar her or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her problem, man. She didn't promote it enough. But she was hoping to go viral because that's what happens with a lot of these things. You know, you, yeah. you post something, you go, hopefully this goes viral, and then yeah. roll with it and hope for the best. Yeah, I know. The guy who wanted everybody to leave Britney alone went viral. Why, you know, I can't. <laughs> is that like your, the... your benchmark for being <laughs> it, viral? It really is. <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> that's your reference for a lot of stuff. <laughs> that, thing, that, that, that video is just going to stick in my head forever. So that traumatized you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. The, the transvestite kid who, like, I guess when everybody was barraging Britney Spears with all these, like, comments and everything, right, right. he, like, made a video and he was crying, like, leave Britney alone! <laughs> all of you just leave her alone! <laughs> I want to say that was from, like, 2006. Probably. That was about eight it was years definitely, ago. It was definitely after high school. It's a very memorable video of him. It, yeah, really I was. Was. <laughs> that stuck with you. I Did you watch remember. that really late at night one night? <laughs> I don't... I saw it on like Inside Edition. I think <laughs> I was eating like dinner, and I would just look over, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And it just kind of stuck with me. But, oh, disgusting! I don't know. Yeah, but there's some crazy stuff on, yeah. on those sites. Some of it's really cool. Some of it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. There's another guy who wanted to start his own search engine, and like he showed like a picture of it, and it looks like something from like 1993, <laughs> and he thinks he's gonna get like a half a million dollars to like kickstart this thing. And, uh. oh, well, you just funny. gotta. I think you just gotta give it your best shot, and like you know, be honest with people about it yeah. when you do it, and then just you know. Well, I think what you said too. Have a good video. Yeah. yeah, have good promotional merchandise. Like have a have a good video made. Have some some good materials to go with it. Make sure that the the, the site is interesting to yeah. read, easy to read. I'll tell you what, all you Kickstarter folks out here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to contact Tom Ribeiro mm-hmm. and uh, ask him to make you a video for your <laughs> Kickstarter. Page, I will huh? make you a Kickstarter video, guaranteed to hit any budget. <laughs> and you need a million dollars because you want a you want a new in ground pool. They're gonna have to make a Kickstarter to kickstart the video <laughs> to get you to make their Kickstarter. I am expensive. I am yeah. very very expensive. So just so you know, <laughs> build it into your your Kickstarter price. Have you have either of you ever done a Kickstarter before? I've, nope. I've, nope. I've thought about doing it. I just can't think of something that I want to kickstart. <laughs> like I should just make something up. <laughs> See if it gets funded. You just gotta. It's, I just. I want to kickstart my beer bottle collection. <laughs> I need everybody to fund my my beer bottle collection. So if you could go over to Kickstarter, uh, give me some money to buy some some beer so I can drink it and collect the bottles. No, no good. <laughs> or just have them donate the empty bottle. You could no? do that. Yeah, do that's that. a way no. better idea. Just send me your empty <laughs> bottle. But I want to drink the beer. <laughs> I guess. I guess you're missing that part of it. I, I suppose. <laughs> but like, well, what you have to do too is offer reasonable prizes or reasonable, um, 
you know, payouts well, for, the, other, for the donations that you get. That, right, because, right. And I think that's a lot of how Kickstarter works, right? If you pledge money, yeah. you get you get, you get something. I mean, is right. that what, yeah, so what's yeah, happening? Is that more with, than your goal here? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm still working it out, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's... It's to produce the cane figure. If you so, if you pledge, you get to have dinner with Neil DeConnell. <laughs> you can make that a certain house. bracket. Yeah, for, for the right price, dude. Make that like a, like a fifteen thousand dollar donation. <laughs> they did that. They did that at uh, at work. They had some raffle at work where if you won, if or if you pledge a certain amount of money, you could have, you could have dinner with Bill and Linda Gates. What was the amount? I don't know. I, I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's weird, though, right? If you give us enough money, you can have dinner with the richest rich people. people in the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> Backwards. Yeah. Uh, is there any? Is there any horror icon or anybody, just just in any category that you'd love to make a figure of? Alice Cooper. That would be uh, pretty. That'd be pretty huge cool. fan. You didn't even hesitate. See, I was, that was no hesitation. <laughs> there, you, you had that one cocked and ready to go. Yep, yep. Huge fan. Uh. So um, I've seen him uh, fifty-four times in concert. Holy Whoa. shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I think Neil likes Alice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know he he's one that. Uh, so many variations could be done through the years. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that'd be a cool one. Yeah, no, it would be cool to do like different generations of yeah. and do like a ten figure. Line yeah, <laughs> well, the different. That, I already figured it was going to be a four figure line. Oh, all right. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, I got it all planned out already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excellent! Honestly, uh, he yeah. seems like a nice guy, according to like Wayne's World and uh, yeah, he's cool. Nights he's with cool. Alice Cooper. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I have you I, met him? Yeah, I've met oh, okay. him a couple times. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Um, him and uh, Dennis Dunaway and Neil Smith from the original band. Yeah, I met those guys. Um, but yeah, Alice, Alice is cool. Yep. Now you said you did other music characters. Is there is there any other sort of there's side there, to this? Yeah, there's there's uh we got a couple that are in the works right now. We got one that the prototype's done on, we're just waiting to go in the production. Again, I wanna check N- fan base numbers mm-hmm. opposed to the production numbers and make sure we can ha- have it happen. But uh the one that we have ready is Spider from Palman five thousand. Nice. So brings me back to eighth grade. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got that one ready, and we're just trying to figure it out if it's if it's going to work or not. So, and then um, we we have a contract with Lordy, which is a band from I want to say Sweden. Um, if you're not familiar with them, f- think uh, Guar. Kiss yeah. crust with gro- yeah. gua. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Weren't yeah. they on some sort of a European uh, talent show? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 their fame. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how they started out. I guess was from that. Uh, but uh, that's that's another series that we're looking at getting going. We have the digital sculpt started on Mister Lordy, the lead singer. Uh, so we're just trying to figure out. Is it going to be possible? Nice. So, yep. Cool. 
Great. All right. So should we move on, too? Yeah, we can move on. This week's picks of the week are brought to you by Clown Polish. What the hell is Clown Polish? (laughs) It's what you use on your dusty clowns. Dusty clowns. I know I've got a closet full of unused clowns. Dusty clowns. That needs that needs. Is uh, that like skeletons polish. in your closet, but dusty clowns in your closet? Does yeah, I don't have skeletons in my closet. You have dusty I've clowns. got clowns. You've got dusty clowns in your closet, and you've got Jim Varney reading books to you. <laughs> yeah, that sums up Tom Ribeiro. Have you ever heard that story? No. That's, I don't really tell that story. Very, actually, I, I was think just thinking should, about this the should, other day. Should, should, every time I think of, uh, I uh, have to hear this, Mr. It's, Parker. I think, uh, I think it's uh, not like a huge story or anything. It's but pretty fucking funny. But, uh, he see, really built it up. So I know he did. That's now. what he does. Now it's not going to match this hype. But no, Do you want me to tell it? Do you want me to tell it for you? No, it's. I'll sum it up real quick. No, I, I, I want you to tell it. You tell it then. So Tom told me that <laughs> he was in English class, and uh, I, I don't. I guess. He had to read a book as part of English class, or okay. I'm guessing. That's and, keep yeah, going. and he didn't read the book, and okay. the teacher asked asked him why he didn't read the book, and Tom responded, I can't concentrate when I read because the voice in my head is Jim Barney. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the teacher was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, yeah good job. I, yeah. yeah that, did, he get, did he excuse you? Uh, Mr. Parker was a cool guy, but I, I mean, I think he was fascinated with the response, but still very upset. I mean, I just blew off the reading. He'll probably, <laughs> probably remember that for the rest of his life. I don't think so. No? I don't think he remembers anything. No? No I, therapist involved after that? <laughs> no, no therapist. Not, not after, anyway. Not after. By the way, I've tried that after you told me that story. I've tried reading a book with the voice of Jim Barney. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of tough. I, I, I focus more on what he looks like in my head <laughs> saying it than actually what's being said. All right. For those of you who don't know what Picks of the Week are, it's when we go around the table and we talk about a pick of the week. Wow. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Original. Uh, Tom, let's start with you. I'll start. It's all right, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll take this one. Um, my... Do you want to narrate it as Jim Varney? <laughs> I can't do a Jim Varney. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could do a Jim Varney. Um, so my pick of the week this week is going to be uh, a wonderful film I saw at the Coolidge Theater oh, God. this past Saturday called Fateful Findings. Eric Marsh told me he fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> Dude, he did. He was drunk as a skunk. Oh. But he uh, he passed out, and I was really disappointed in him. Actually, I was. So hopefully he hears this and hears how disappointed I am. He hasn't he listened in like 34 episodes. So <laughs> I think this is some... episode 48, he'll, by the uh, way, for he, everyone. He'll, he'll, he'll hear this maybe like 10 years down the road. <laughs> he'll catch uh, up. He catches up. Uh, but <laughs> Faithful Findings was a movie uh, made by Neil Breen. And uh, this was his third feature film, and he he has got a reputation for making, uh, in my opinion, very poorly made, naive films uh, of what you know he would imagine would be you know I don't know it's str- it's a strange ego trip I think we're watching, hmm. uh, but what was really cool about it was the program director of the theater came up and he was like oh hey uh, just letting you know I didn't watch this movie yet uh, usually <laughs> I watch everything so you guys are gonna have to be. You know the 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 screening audience here. So let us know if this is going to be worth to bring back over and over again. 
And so he was now, like, "Now, I'm gonna stop you. Is the Coolidge Theater known for playing crappy movies like that?" I saw The Room at Coolidge. Um, if you haven't seen The Room with Tommy Wiseau, I haven't. Uh, that I saw at Coolidge. They do have uh, they do a, a, a Coolidge at Midnight kind of a deal where they where they show midnight movies and sometimes they're they're just cheesy movies or sometimes they're just classic horror '80s movies, just classics no. uh, or bad movies. Uh, so th- the program director goes up and says, oh, I spoke to Neil Breen earlier, blah, blah, blah. Someone goes, call him! Call him! <laughs> so the guy calls Neil Breen on his phone. This is the director of this movie we're about to see who I've built up in my head. Right? <laughs> right this guy's awesome. Right? <laughs> so he, he calls him and has him introduce the movie on speakerphone. Uh, he talks about his movie for a second, and he, and he rolls it. And it's, uh, it's fantastic. I would absolutely recommend. I'd probably go see it again at midnight. It was, a, it was really funny. <laughs> it was I, didn't a good time. Ex- I didn't expect that. I figured it was going to be horrible. No, I mean, it was. Well, this, this is Tom's thing. He likes watching bad movies. Well, there was some... I've I had mean, to watch Back from Hell like three fucking times. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, and but, we didn't even make it all the way through Birdemic, which we've brought up several times on the show. I've made it through Birdemic multiple times. When and oh, Go ahead. One of my buddies and I used to get get together on Friday nights, pick up a few beers... <laughs> Go back to the house after going to the video rental store and uh, <laughs> finding the worst movie we could find. Go back to the house, get trashed, and watch the movie. Those were some of the best nights. I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's like what I'm. I just I've been doing that for years now, and I fucking love it, man. Yep. Neil, if you haven't yet, you need to go on Netflix and you need to watch FDR American Badass. <laughs> FDR American it's Badass. It's about FDR. And he gets bit by a werewolf, and that's, <laughs> and that's how he gets polio. And he has to like you know fight Germany and Japan, and they're oh, all like werewolf I gotta see people. That. It's, I gotta it's see ridiculous, that. and he's got machine guns on his wheelchair. It's it's, on, it's on Netflix. It's it's Barry Bostwick is FDR. If you know Barry, no, Bostwick. yeah, wow, he's the FDR man. He let himself go. <laughs> and you'll recognize everyone else in that movie too. But uh, real quick, back to Faithful Findings. Yeah, uh, it was. It was so perfect, some moments in this movie. And uh, th- so there was some green screen work in the movie uh, that uh, it all he happened. He says at the that end. with a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> green screen work. Uh, and so it was just so, so just thrown together. You know what I mean? Like uh, he, just, he just put it in the timeline and hit a couple <laughs> buttons and went, perfect, <laughs> and then moved on. Ed Wood style, right? And then, so, I mean, there was... There was eating. It was eating into his face. The key, right? So those people missing faces in this crowd of people, and like, I don't know. It was the most unnatural, awkward, sexually awkward movie I've I've maybe ever seen. And I would compare it. I would say it's the it's the middleman between Birdemic and The Room. So my my I mean I've only seen the trailer, uh, but my favorite part is when he's got the 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 bulky laptop from like 1991, <laughs> and he's like. Damn it! And he smashes. <laughs> no it on the more team. books. And he threw, so basically, he's got four of those on his desk at all time. None of which ever turn on. And he just throws books at them through the course of the movie. Swear to God. Swear to God. I don't know. I, I would love to do a count of how many books get thrown during the course of this movie. <laughs> it's spectacular. Fateful Findings by Neil Breen. I recommend it to anyone who wants to put the time in to go find it. It's not on DVD. You have to go to the theater. And that it has to be a Neil Breen approved theater. <laughs> so this are there is... multiple of these around the country? Like, where is he from? Do you know? He's from Nevada. He's, oh, he's okay. a Las Vegas. And when I, I so I added him on Facebook, and it got all the way out here. It made it all <laughs> the way out here, man. This is like a 
there's like a cult for this shit. There is. It's cultish, man. Well, oh. I mean, and I'll, so the the program director. I know I'm, I'm dragging this out a little long. Oh, that's but, okay. But the program director said he's like, I kind of lied to him. I told him there was 40 people here. There's less than 20 people in there. <laughs> he's like, Can you guys sound like 40 people? <laughs> so you know, he gets him on the phone. We're all like, Yeah, <laughs> you know. But he, apparently, he was pretty self-aware because when he, when he gave his little you know introduction to the movie, he's like. Uh, I know what people say about my movies a lot. Um, I was like, I, I appreciate everything everyone says, good or bad. Uh, I really appreciate you guys hosting my movie. And I was like, mad respect, dude. He probably got into bed that night with his wife and he's like, guess who uh, who watched my movie? Like 40 people. <laughs> 40 people in Boston. Yeah. No, that's sick. If 40 people in Nevada watched my movie, I'd be fucking pumped. True. I honestly would be. Yeah. So I mean, and I respect the guy. He so he says he appreciates everything everyone says, good or bad. And I was like, that's that's a big guy to say that. Yeah. He, a bit ego filled, but a, a good guy. So yeah. I would recommend it. Let's go counterclockwise. Neil, what do you what do you got for us? Oh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say. A TV show, newer TV show that um, not too many people have seen probably, and I don't even know if it's uh, going to be hit a second season. Oh. Almost Human. Oh, is that the um, – that wasn't on Sci-Fi, was it? No, it was on, uh, I want to say Fox. Oh, is it the one with the, like the cyborg cop? Yeah. 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 The, he, plays, um, he plays in the new Star Trek movies. Uh, he played Dread in the new Dread movie. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name. But if you haven't seen the series, try to try to find it because it's very cool. Definitely um, different, you know? Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Futuristic, you know. Um, there's a, a, a new generation of uh, android cops. And they they help out the regular police officers, and this one gets partnered up with one of the androids, and it's basically a story about them on you know call or whatever. You yeah, know? and doesn't he like hate them or something like that? <laughs> yeah, at first, you know. But um, definitely a cool series. Um, J.J. Abrams had something to do with that too. Oh, nice. He's got a decent touch with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. I trust his name yeah. for the most part. Yep. But, uh, yeah, if you see it, check it out. I will. Almost human. Mm. All right. Uh, my pick of the week is going to be an album, brand new release, the new Mastodon album, Once More Around the Sun. Uh, this is actually a half pick of the week because I've only made it through halfway of the album because oh. anytime I try to listen to it all the way through, I get interrupted. Album or CD? <laughs> It's a CD. <laughs> well, it, technically, I'm streaming it, but so it's a streamy. Yeah, is that a I, thing? I don't know. Is that a, is that like a web award, a streamy? But um, so far, I mean, I dig it. There there are a couple of songs on it that are kind of different than their normal style. Just in, not in the music, but in the vocal style, it was di- different. I was like, like the second track, I forget what it's called, but I was like, this this is Mastodon. This is this is different. Now hmm. is it? So how does it, you know, parallel with its its old self? Like, what's different about it? Uh, I feel like Mastodon's one of those bands where their name fits their sound totally. to a T. Totally. Mm. Like, when I hear Mastodon's music, I'm like, it's 
you know, I can imagine Mastodon's kicking people's asses. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There, there was something about this new album. I think it was just a little more, I don't want to say mainstream, but the sound was a little more accessible maybe in some of the tracks. Some, You know, most of the tracks, it's still, you know, what you'd expect from them, but uh, one or two of them that I've heard so far seem just a, a little bit more accessible, a little bit more mainstream, I guess I would say. Uh, uh, what, what what kind of mainstream? Because I know that is like because I know that they're like like a southern metal post rock kind of feel for the most part, right? Uh, yeah, like a progressive metal, like a progressive. Uh, but they got that southern thing going on. Yeah, you can hear it in there. Now, what what changed? What is it? What is it? I think it's missing just, now. Just it's not missing anything. Or what did it gain? I think the vocals more just drugs. changed. More drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more pro- more production value, I'd say. I think with each one of their releases, there's a little bit more production value into it. Oh, cool. So maybe they had somebody come in. Maybe. Oh. I mean, I haven't really researched. Yeah, you only got uh, halfway through anyway. I'm like yeah. grilling you about this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, happen- that happens with so many bands, though, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they start off, and it's almost like simplistic. And through the years, mm-hmm. you know? It grows. Changes, yeah. Well, I mean, a perfect example of that are the Black Keys. Oh, yeah. Perfect yeah. example. They started with just a really raw two-person sound, and then they went to, like, full band playing on fucking 92 Pro FM. Yeah. Like, total mainstream pop rock kind of a sound. And <laughs> I go, whoa. And you know what's funny? I hear their music, and I go, damn it, Black Keys, damn you. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I, I try and listen to it, like, objectively, and I go, well, it's good music. It's, it's actually good. But it's just not what I would have expected from them. It's not something, yeah, you want to hear from them. So I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is good if it was someone else. D- yeah. Do what you did right. We said that with somebody else. I forget who it was. Yeah. But uh, oh, I was gonna mention too, um, the movie Black Mass coming out. The uh, the Whitey Bulger story. Ah. I will be. <laughs> I'm on vacation next week. Playing Whitey Bulger. Yes, I will be playing Whitey <laughs> Bulger in the f- the film Black Mass. Check it out. Uh, no, Johnny Depp is playing Whitey Bulger, but uh, wow. they're actually f- yeah. they're actually filming a scene right outside my friend's apartment. So Monday, I'm going down there to hang out on her balcony and drink all day <laughs> and watch and watch watch Johnny Depp be Whitey Bulger. Watch it being filmed. Uh, Quincy. Part oh, of wow. it's being filmed in Quincy. It's but the, it's funny because she keeps posting pictures and it's like palm trees. So it must be like the arrest scene out yeah. in California. Yeah. So, uh-huh. But they're like doing like set design and everything, like right in the alley, like wow. by her apartment, like hmm. right by her balcony. So I don't know. Maybe I get to be an extra. Maybe. Do you have the look, you think? No. Where's some, <laughs> where something pretty Boston, but I said, regular? I told her I was going to wear Muted a Hawaiian colors. shirt. Well, it's a California scene. Oh, that's true. That's so, true. You might, don't have want... to, might have to carry a surfboard around and a yeah. Hawaiian shirt. Wear like cool, cool shades and get like I'll a wear sunburn. My, I'll ride my motorcycle too. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Maybe you I can go. park the motorcycle and my motorcycle can be in the movie. Yeah, there but that's from '81. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it's yeah, beyond. It's true. It's time, yeah, I guess it's not like they shot it in '79. I'm, I can imagine this people in California, people in California driving Volkswagen buses around. That's yeah. true. I so get the bus work and drive it why down. Not, why not a 1981 motorcycle? Oh man, so we just. Push the bus down. <laughs> yeah. Start now, guys. <laughs> when we're done here, we're starting now. All right. Do we want to play a game? Let's play a game. Let's play. So, is that fucked up or what? Fine, 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 fine. We need a better. We need to do something better with that. Yeah. I do. It sounds like it. it sounds like you just screamed, is that fucked up or what, into a bathtub. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I think we did do that. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's probably when I was like hung over and throwing up in the toilet and I just said it. Really and it was an assessment it. of your vomit in is the tub. Is this fucked up or what? Um, We've all had those nights. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of buses, riding the porcelain bus. Yeah. But uh, so we're gonna play that. Is that fucked up or what? That's when uh, I <laughs> I give everybody a topic that is fucked up, and we try to rationalize it. Yeah, that's what it grew into. I it love that. That's what it grew should into. Should be interesting. Well, you know, because when it first started out, it was I came up with a topic, and we had to determine if it was fucked up or not. But everything I came up with was fucked up. Well, like, and it was just like, well, obviously. that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it well, grew into this, and I love it. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. Um, so the topic is, I guess, uh, I was reading this article about um, a guy, and he was talking about one of his neighbors. I guess would. I don't know if he said he was just bored or he'd get drunk, but he'd go around the neighborhood and get all the stray cats, and then he would bury them in his lawn with just the head poking out, <laughs> and he would mow his lawn. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's really disgusting. And you know, really, That is fucked up. I think that might be one of the most fucked up things. That's that's really fucked up, but, but I mean, I thought it was... That's more fucked up than the guy who was flinging semen on people. <laughs> it was animal semen, and it was young girls. That's right. Yeah. So it was pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, lives were taken during this, so it's pretty fucked up in its own way. But I thought it was. I mean, I was like, well, it's not that fucked up until you mentioned the lawnmower, and then it was. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's yeah. That pretty brought fucking, it to a whole new level. <laughs> was, was the lawnmower running? I would assume so. All right. Was it a so, ride on or was it a push? I don't know. Jimmy. Could have been one of those old rotaries. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That would be brutal. So this guy's probably going to be a serial killer at some point in his life, because don't they say that serial killers usually start with animals? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, typically when they're younger, though. I mean, this is a guy who owns a home. I guess. Who could potentially be drunk. Late in puberty. Yeah, Late you think? start. You yeah. think he's just, yeah. a, just yeah. slow? Do you think he's well, just a slow guy? Well, well, He'll well, be a serial, serial killer at 70. Well, uh, well, 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 wait. <laughs> this is a late bloomer. Hear me uh, out here. Uh, Hear me out. Do, do serial killers stop doing animals, though? Yes. Because they, it's they, not enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like an addict when they when they when they start right, smoking right. marijuana, right. and then marijuana is not enough anymore, and then they have to do black tar heroin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's an addiction. Serial killing is just it's just a regular addiction. Like everything else, like a gaming addiction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. But, you know, I mean, I never really liked cats. Me neither. So, I, I don't know. Is it really fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hate cats, so fuck them, right? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, were they alive still? I don't know. You know, back to the horror movies, <laughs> Motel Hell? Is that what happened? Seen- no, I haven't. You seen haven't. Mo- oh, you gotta see Motel Hell. I have not seen Motel yeah. Hell. Is, yeah. it, is it good or is it There's, bad? Good. It's it's bad. Good. Oh, classic. Okay. I like so, it. Yeah. This this farm makes sausages, <laughs> and to make the sausages, they bury people in the field with their heads sticking up, with a burlap bag over them. Oh my goodness! To freshen the meat. So uh. now, why does that not sound as fucked up as cats on the ground? Because cats are defenseless. I guess. <laughs> you know well, what? I mean, I was going to say. It's only a movie. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, <laughs> this is real life. If it, if it was actually humans and not cats, I would say not fucked up. 
Because I get it. <laughs> I was gonna How say, many people would we I'll, have buried in our backyard, right? I was going to say that maybe this guy, just, yeah. you know, he, he's been watching The Price is Right for the last how many years? And at every, end of every show, Bob Barker says, you know, spay or neuter your pets. And this guy just took it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, like a garden, you know, like a spade. I mean, he thought it was like a garden tool. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, well, I'll just mow the cats. <laughs> and Bob will be happy. That's a good rationalization. They're Probably not going to have ever. babies. Yeah. No, so, but, <laughs> not without heads or not. <laughs> and to think about how fertile his lawn must be <laughs> with all of that cat flesh everywhere. You know? I wouldn't uh, want to clean that lawnmower, though. No, no. I'm assuming the other cat's heads would clean he's like, it. He's like in his front, front lawn, like, hosing the lawnmower. Bot's like, hey, Bob. <laughs> hey, John. <laughs> Squirting the lawnmower. Yeah, flies out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've been listening to The Studio Seller. If you'd like more information, please navigate on over to www.thestudioseller.com or facebook.com slash thestudioseller. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. We are on yeah. all They're kinds all of... over the fucking place. Yeah, we are. We're on Stitcher and Double Twist and... iTunes. Don't iTunes. forget iTunes. Uh, yeah, iTunes and, uh, you know... You can subscribe and you'll automatically have episodes downloaded to your phone when they're available. Yeah, oh. well, you can do that with a lot of different podcatchers. Just uh, put us on there and just grab us as the, as the new episodes yeah, come or out. you can just go right to the RSS feed. Right to it. It's also posted on the Facebook. Yes. Um... Cool. Yeah, and go on the website and leave us some goddamn feedback. I got no hate mail. I'll be honest. Yeah. None. You're Don't... not doing something right. Yeah. I know. I know. That's what this cat <laughs> thing was about. <laughs> we're going to get a bunch of off. PETA people like, <laughs> you fucking assholes. Is that right? Next week, baby seals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the, have you, have you seen the Benny Hill of Fire? You can go to this 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 website called the Benny Hill, Benny Hill of Fire, and you can take any YouTube video and plug in the URL, and it'll put you know the Benny Hill music. <laughs> Yakety sax. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's bad. Thanks, Neil, for coming on no the problem. show. We appreciate it. Is there yeah. anything you want to plug? Yeah, thanks plug- for having us. Yeah. No, you know, just uh, Decante Figures and Collectibles, DecanteFiguresAndCollectibles.com, oh, or nice. we're on Facebook or Twitter. Check us out. Great. All right, Tommy. You know what I am. You're Blacklist in Seattle. Blacklist in Seattle. I got nothing going on right now. Uh, not really, anyway. Nothing that I want to talk about yet. No. Uh, I know the 48 hours coming up in Providence. Are we going to do that? Nope. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, I, I kept reflecting on my prior experience <laughs> during the 48 for Boston, and then I decided against it. Maybe next year. Oh, the 48 hours to make a film? Yeah, the 48-hour film thing. That yep. was intense, and I, was, I, was, I didn't even like direct it. I was just somebody's editor. Mm. And that was fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. That, like, oh. burned me for a week. <laughs> so you're plugless? I'm plugless, besides not doing the 48 for Providence. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this board in front of the microphone so you can't hear me. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and plug uh, my band, Adapter Adapter. Uh, you guys have been playing shows lately. We've been Lots playing some shitty shows. Aww. But uh, you Don't know, say that. It is what it is. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. We so, played We played last Friday night at 1 in the morning. Sweet. And then we played Sunday night at 11 p.m. To the three people that were there. <laughs> oh. No, seriously. Yeah. But uh, no, you got to do what you got to do. That's Hopefully, it. you know, doing these favors. Make the we, right we people some... happy. Exactly. You get to play your heart out. Yeah. Like, roll with it, you know? I do. Just roll. And I, I know do. you do. I'm happy. I know you're happy. I'm happy. I'm just tired. I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> Very tight. So, adapter, 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 official um, on 
on Bandcamp and Facebook. Great. Cool. All right. Yeah. Adapter, adapter. Oh, and my studio. www.turbulentstudios.com and facebook.com slash turbulentstudios. And as soon as I have the uh, in the go go information for Kane Hodder, I'll let you guys know. Oh yeah, and we'll share that. We'll share that as well. We'll right. start, we'll get that going. Definitely. Cool. Thanks, All right, guys. Yeah. I'm Jim. I'm Tom. I'm Neil. And remember, Fourth of July is coming, and despite what you think, it is illegal in most states to shoot a bottle rocket out of your ass. So Neil, do you think you can make like some like figures of Tom and I? Yeah. Like, do you think you can replicate Tom's neared? Like in detail. We can try. We can try, but <laughs> I'll damn, give you real that's, hair. That's big. I'll give you real neared hair. To put in. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Can can you stick like real hair? And well, then, then... I know Dennis did the character for you guys. He definitely did. We could do a 3D sculpt of that. <laughs> Excellent.